Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Welcome to the Super Show. lot to talk about today. So much. So we start with the Pope says vaccine must go to the needy first. And I seen this in uh, Fox News where it caught my eye. Pope Francis says the vaccine must go to the needy. They must get it first. The media are hailing him as a hero. Pope Francis is right on the money here. As well as Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who said the equivalent. The media are trying to tear apart Governor Ron DeSantis, a man who won a hotly contested gubernatorial race in Florida in 2018. Which the Associated Press, New York Times, Slate, The Intercept, and the rest of the bunch from the patch wanted to say his opponent would have won. And the polling data from Real Clear Politics, Averages, and Good Old Reliable would have had you believe DeSantis was losing decisively among registered voters. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, is hated by the mainstream media. Since DeSantis was sworn into the governorship of Florida in 2019, the mainstream press and the wall bangers have stopped at nothing to smear DeSantis every step of the way. Again, the Pope is supposed to be a friend of the left because he too is on the left of the political spectrum. The Pope is geopolitical so why shouldn't you be? Including, but not limited to, you atheist out there. Is the Pope more intelligent than you? I throw the darts of decency, never giving up hope for a light at the end of the tunnel. Do not give up hope on the brighter horizon that will reappear after the tiresome, terrible trite the Democrats continue to spoon-feed us about shutting down businesses because of COVID-19. The same government who regurgitates ignoramus statements about lacking the resources to help the problem they themselves have caused. The same government that gave themselves raises and continues to receive a paycheck during the COVID-19 crisis. A crisis deepening every day. Oh yes. You used to have to be somewhat intelligent to read the Smithsonian Magazine. Nowadays, any lame brain can pick it up and act like an archaeologist or 
scientific genius. Why can't I sit down and enjoy a few episodes of Peter Gunn without being bombarded with GMO commercials from the FDA? Are people really that dumb the FDA has to combat your stupidity with a taxpayer-funded campaign to educate you on some damn freaking GMO hobgoblin nonsense? What the hell do you care what's in your food? You go to McDonald's, don't you? You still get the two-for-five Whopper, don't you? Everybody ran to get the Popeye's chicken sandwich. What's stopping you now? Some damn GMO gibberish? I find myself dumbfounded at how stupid people are. You have a right to be stupid. But oh boy, is it costing people dearly who want to work and not sit on the unemployment line. We have football and basketball going on. The afternoon games are finishing up. The midday games are starting up the 3 o'clock games. A number of games today. A lot of games. we got NFL, NBA. You know, the best of the best. So the most exciting game and game of the week in my eyes is tonight. Titans versus Packers. The Packers are a complete team with the exception of the run defense. They have been better the last two weeks, but overall pretty poor. The game is going to be on NBC at 7.20 p.m. Central Time. It's where you can find it. I do expect this game to be close. Tannehill is a stud at quarterback for the Titans, the crafty veteran, as well as their premier player slash running back, Derrick Henry. The Titans' defense is not the same as last year. With that being said, I expect Aaron Rodgers to have a field day. Devontae Adams will shine. And Aaron Jones will find enough creases to seal this one up. Even if the Packers defense falters, I don't think it changes the price of potatoes, but we will see. On the NBA side of things, I'm sure you have a team you like to watch. As for the hometown team, the Chicago Bulls haven't won a game yet facing 0-3 tonight if they lose to Golden State, which they probably will. Steph Curry is a full go, and even the bench is shooting lights out. However, Laurie Markkinen is solidifying himself as the Bulls' best weapon. And he's fun to watch. The best game in the NBA slate today in my eyes is the Phoenix Suns versus Sacramento Kings. You won't have me uh, say that often. Or talk about those teams often. But this is a rivalry game, uh, which is far and few between in the NBA. Now... When I paid attention to the bubble before the end of the season, the Suns and the Kings dueled, and De'Aaron Fox was spectacular. Point guard for Sacramento Kings. Devin Booker was on fire, guard from the Phoenix Suns. And both teams have refueled and also surprised many people. And many people also don't know about Hassan Whiteside and that he is on the Sacramento Kings. A tenacious defender, and I expect to get a real competitive game out of him tonight. So everybody's wondering who I like this year to win it all. I say without a doubt a healthy Brooklyn Nets team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is my odds-on favorite to win the NBA Finals. Again, we are only at the third game of the season. You can hold me to that statement. That is fine with me. However, have a heart. I did say a healthy Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. 
but we could talk about the NFL games and then uh, we'll get to something very special I have for the audience. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, a few of the games that are completed, uh, you know the Saints beat the Vikings 52-33, to we know that happened on Friday, we know yesterday the Buccaneers beat the Lions 47-7, to uh, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, everybody coming to life, but the Lions are a defeated team, so don't pay too much attention to that, the Vikings are out of it, the Saints look strong, um, but the Vikings defense is very, very fragile. The 49ers beat the Cardinals, but the Cardinals have made it to eight wins. That was a big question going into this year. Could the Cardinals get to eight wins? Well, they lost yesterday, but they're still eight and seven on the year. Um, they lost 20 to 12, the 49ers who are just so far behind at six and nine. They're not going to make the playoffs they're, they Their fate's already been sealed for this season. The Dolphins surprised and beat the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are seven and eight now, and the Dolphins are ten and five. The Dolphins are going to the playoffs, and uh, they look very strong. The Bears won today, uh, forty-one to seventeen, in a just a beatdown of the Jaguars. And it was close early, but the third quarter came, and the Jaguars left the building. Falcons versus Chiefs. The Chiefs are fourteen and one on the year, and they beat the Falcons seventeen to fourteen. The Falcons are four and eleven, but the problem with the Falcons is, yet again. They gave Patrick Mahomes a run for his money, but they didn't have enough money. So the Colts are still battling the Steelers, 24 to 28. The Browns uh, are battling the Jets, 16 to 23. Um, and the Colts and Steelers, that game has been unreal. It's been a it's been a great game. The Colts looked like they were going to run away with a huge lead, and then they just fell apart. And it again reaffirms my belief, and I'm starting to double down now for everybody listening, and I've been saying this if you've listened to my sports shows, and I'm mixing the sports in with the politics to give you some relief from the controversy and the conflict. But what I'm saying is, uh, and at what I have been saying is the Steelers 
vs. the Packers, Super Bowl rematch from the 2010 season, 2011. Super Bowls when the Super Bowl happens 2011, but the 2010 season. So let's look. Uh, let's look on the bright side of things. Um, the Steelers still look like they're they're in prime position to control their destiny in the playoffs. 11 and three on the year. Colts 10 and four on the year. So then we have other games tonight. Like I said, Panthers Washington's going on now. That's a little bit of a duker, but Washington can make the playoffs if they win. So it does mean something to them. The Panthers are just. I don't know if they have anything to left to give. Bridgewater might might have a good day, might not. Chargers uh, five and nine, Broncos five and nine, two promising teams that we were all fed a bunch of lies about because they just turned out to both be duds. Uh, Giants, Ravens. Uh, the Ravens just handled the Giants, but the Giants at least scored thirteen points, so they didn't get blanked. Texans versus Bengals. That's coming down to the wire. Deshaun Watson looked like he got an injury there. Hope he's all right. Um, but you lose to the Bengals, and that pretty much sums up your season. Um, if that holds true. Eagles, Cowboys tonight. Rams, Seahawks tonight. Titans, Packers. My game of the week, I gave you that. And then Bills, Patriots tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what the Patriots are playing for at this point, besides uh, for Bill Belichick's reputation. Um, it looks like in year one, since Bill Belichick, uh, since Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have split, um, we'll call it Belexit, uh, instead of Brexit. But, uh, yeah, you know, it looks like Tom Brady's got the, the better of them this year. So that's funny to see. So there's the NFL rundown. And now what I want to talk to you is about something special I have for the show. Something that is going to be a recurring theme on this show. Starting this week, uh, introducing someone who uh, used to do a former podcast with me called the River Street Podcast. Uh, also, River Under the Bridge Podcast. We had a few of them, but he's coming on the show because he uh, is a lover of stocks. He's a lover of finance. He's a lover of markets and investing. He wants to give you some tips, some pointers, but most importantly, his top four stocks of the week to watch. Uh, so make sure you have these on your watch list. And with no uh, further ado, here is Joey Irwin. What is going on, everyone? I hope you're having a positive day. Joe Perry here with my weekly watch list. I have four juicy runners that I'm really excited about, so let's get right to it. Ticker symbol ALPP, that's Alpine for Tech. Moving steady at $3.10 per share. Had an insane month and last week being the best yet. Way too much hype and company pumping going on right now to not get a piece of this action. Make sure to cash out on any pullback as the RSI will need to cool off soon. Give me a price target of $4.50. Ticker symbol XL. XL Fleet. Wow. Jumping to $35. Tread lightly here, folks, as After Hours really took a dive. After Hours coming in at $29 and change. Expect a radical open, lots of moving, buying and selling. Could be a complete avoid or could end up showing a clean entry point and get us back into the running column, get back to last week's high and even higher. Another one with the RSI reading overbought, but a run doesn't care. Give me a price target of mid-30s. Ticker symbol AIRT. ART Incorporated, cooling off at $27 after hours. 
last week's high of $42 was an insane jump from being below $10 range per share. After hour swings and profit taking seem to be killing it. I must like these tickers with the after hour dies because here's another one. Not sure what to expect here, but the chart shows super bullish and the hype helps. News coming in on the stock seems to react right away. I like that. Give me a price target of $35. Last one is a buy, but hold. Add to your long-term watch list. Ticker symbol NOC. Northrop Grumman. I think that's how you say it. If I butchered it, don't, don't give me a hard time. Wow, this is a badass company. Right now it's sitting at $299 a share. And consider that a bargain. This company is largely involved in command control, cyber intelligence, surveillance, and many more. Innovation, advanced innovation and advanced military vehicles is the name of the game here. Grab it up before it gets too high. We had $340 in August, and that's not the top. Give me a weekly rating of overweight, as it could pop in any time, but I gave it a price target even for this week. I'm not sure when the, when the pop will come. Okay, guys, that is all the time for me. As always, I am not a licensed financial advisor, and this is for entertainment purposes only. You should always do your own research and homework. Never blindly invest in anything. Make sure to have an entry and exit plan. Thanks, Presto. Let's get this bag this week. Uh, woo! I hope you all enjoyed that. And remember, that's going to be every week. Joe will come on the show and he will lay down his top four stocks of the week and also give you a little recap of what he uh, did the week before and how those stocks performed. You can also find that on his Twitter handle um, at Immortal Gains on Twitter. So make sure to check that out and follow uh, Joe there. And that way you can keep up with him at all times. Uh, because he also tweets about sports and you can learn a lot from him uh, so I encourage that now I have to uh, break for an ad here because I have to make a few pennies off this show so please bear with me because I really need those pennies and uh, I'll be right back after the break and then I have two more issues I'd like to discuss with you for today uh, before we sign off Thank you for hanging with me through the break. I really do appreciate it. Those pennies are going to be really nice when I get them in my piggy bank. So the main story I want to hit you with right now is something that's breaking out uh, across the world and uh, it's infighting between countries. And what we have first is uh, the ongoing conflict in Ethiopia where Prime Minister Abai Ahmed has raised arms against a Tigari rebel force threatening Ethiopia. Conflict always brings mixed, mixed reactions. That is what Prime Minister Abai Ahmed is facing. Known to his people as a peacemaker, Abai's legacy has now been put into question by the press. I will play a clip for you to provide greater context of the developments in this story and providing you with an exact account of what is going on in this conflict between the Tigari rebel forces and the Ethiopian military. This clip is from voanews.com, reported by Simon Marks, 
from Edis Ababa. And I will also link the article in the show's description. Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed's Nobel Peace Prize the first for a ceasefire with Eritrea and peace efforts here. in Sudan and South Sudan earned him the image of a peacemaker. But Abiy's war against Tigray rebels damaged that image, with thousands feared dead, alleged war crimes, and tens of thousands fleeing to Sudan. The United Nations, That's a United lot States, stacked up and some Ethiopians have expressed concerns about alleged abuses in Tigray such as airstrikes on civilians and killings of non-combatants. At the beginning, he deserves the prize, this the Nobel funny. Prize. He deserves the prize. But at this moment, at this situation, he doesn't deserve Now he doesn't because deserve the prize. This nowadays, he uses excessive forces in different parts of the country. Many Ethiopians say Abiy has exercised great patience when dealing with the Tigray People's Liberation Front. The TPLF held a September the other election side of the in coin. defiance of the government, which said the rebels then attacked a federal military base, sparking the conflict. Although the TPLF, which ruled Ethiopia with an iron fist for nearly three decades, denied the attack, many saw them as provoking the conflict. In my opinion, it's kind of a bit late. It should have been done things earlier. And to isn't that the true? And, isn't that true for almost uh, every country, situation? So, and uh, the government, I think, in my opinion, it's uh, the right thing to do. Well, there you go. Regardless, some analysts say giving Abiy a Nobel Peace Prize has proved to be premature. This is a multinational country. This is a multi-religious, multilingual country. The only way that you can uh, deal with centrifugal forces. Uh, politically is not through marginalization or imposition of one's will on, on people. The African Union says Ethiopia no, I mean, took makes bold good steps to preserve its unity. Whether or not it can return to peace under Abiy remains to be seen. Simon Marks for VOA News, Addis Ababa. So there you have it. Um, a good recount of what's taking place here. Um where the prime minister has won a Nobel Peace Prize in Ethiopia and uh, is now f- is stacked with a large task ahead of dealing with this conflict with the Tigray rebel forces. And you can see how people have different points of view. The first guy we hear, he basically says that uh, he deserved the Peace Prize, but now that he has it, it's like he doesn't deserve it. So it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, is that, is it just a jinx? You know what I mean? Is that peace prize just a jinx? I hate to say it, but, uh, whether it's deserved or not, I, that's really not the point. Uh, the point is that there's a major conflict here and that he's tasked with, uh, sorting the mess out. So you then have the younger, uh, I believe it was a college student say, over in Ethiopia say, yes, this is good that he's doing this and he should have done this earlier. So that's a very hard line stance, but you know, now you, you're having both sides of the coin and I'm glad that VOA news, uh, was able to provide that for us. Um, and again, I'll have that article linked for us. So it does make sense 
that this has taken the shape it has. But what you won't hear is you won't hear this stuff in other places. That's why you come to the Super Show. So there's another report surfacing today in uh, VOANews.com that a raid in Pakistan has killed seven Pakistani soldiers in Baluchistan, a uh, war-torn territory. Nobody has claimed responsibility of the attack. However, the article does finish by saying Pakistan accuses India of funding Baluch separatists. These are accusations that New Delhi from uh, in India denies. Um, so the regime in India says they have no such uh, ties to any separatist group. So all across the world, infighting is breaking out. You look at the American state of Oregon, where protesters did kick in the door of the state capitol. In city of Chicago, where the looting and violence picked up over the weekend, but the media turned a blind eye to it. A complete shame and pushing us farther from the goal of peace in our nation. So what I want to finish with today is some good news, some odd news, and a hidden gem for all of you. Some good news has rolled out from Britain, where they have reached a deal with the European Union to keep healthy, fair trade between them as Britain separates from the European Union. Known to many of known to many of people as Brexit or the Brexit movement, some odd news surfacing shows us that the European Union is making way for an investment treaty with China of all countries. These talks have been going on pre-COVID-19 but are gaining steam. Let me put this in perspective for you. The European Union is headed by German Chancellor Angela Merkel. To be exact, it's Germany running the European Union. Now, Merkel's on her way out as soon uh, as early as next month. She is pushing for a deal with Beijing officials from China. So let me give you some context about what who these people are. These are these individuals are investment moguls looking to capitalize in every way on European countries and ultimately Western civilization without including America. In my opinion, the timing is poor. I believe China is not your friend. Chinese companies are also not as profitable as you think from an investor standpoint. Many of them dissolve quickly or are bought up by bigger and larger companies or investment firms. The article mentions that this would be a slap in the face to a Joe Biden, Kamala Harris presidency. I'll link this article it's from VOANews.com. So stepping away from the article, as much as I think Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are unfit to do the job they are assigned, I still am against a deal of this nature. China is at fault for the COVID-19 virus and owes us big time. They need to take major steps forward before anybody should be patting them on the back as trading partners. However, the European Union sees it another way. We have made it uh, to the hidden gem of the week, folks. The hidden gem of the week is none other than a movie called Iron Brothers. I highly recommend watching this movie tonight or whenever you have time. You can find it on Tubi, the free TV and movie app. I also recommend a TV show for you called Crime Story. It's a police saga. It took place in the 80s, um, but the show was built around the 60s. 
I finished the first two seasons. There's three seasons and, uh, it's excellent. You can find both of these seasons on the free, uh, TV and movie app called Tubi or wherever you can find them. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an honor to do the show for you. I will be back next Sunday. Joe will be here. And just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone.